Welcome to the fourth season of Pop Culture Elevator. You might get off on the wrong floor, but it'll still be the right one. I'm Danny. And I'm Mark. We're going to follow the rabbit down some deeper holes, and we might just make it to Wonderland. That's the adventure we're looking for. We will deep dive into some newer films, but also take a look at some of our older favorites. No movie is too big or too small for us to handle, and hey, we'll even have time to talk about film news and our favorite celebrities. That's why we're the hosts of Pop Culture Elevator. And passengers, we'd love for you to message us. So if you'd like to, you can reach us at a few different places. Our email is popcultureelevator at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is PCE Podcast. Instagram is at popcultureelevator. Facebook is facebook.com slash popcultureelevator. When Mark and I talk about pop culture, we have a hard time censoring ourselves. So there are spoilers. Some of these spoilers are many years old and some only a few days old. We just want you to know what you're getting into. So if you haven't seen the movie we were talking about, you might want to pause this and watch said film. This is your spoiler warning. Welcome back, passengers, to another episode of Pop Culture Elevator. That's right. Today's episode is season four, episode 11. So today we are talking about the new horror movie slasher film X. Yeah, uh, A24's horror slasher film that came out uh, earlier this year or late last year. I can't remember right now. I think it was earlier this year. Um, uh, it says 2022. Okay, so yeah, earlier this year. Uh, it's hard to keep track because we've been trying to see all these movies and it doesn't always... Uh, it doesn't work always out. happen, right? And so yeah. finally, you know, and X didn't take too long to come out onto uh, into the, the digital realm. And I think it just came out to Blu-ray uh, DVD uh, this last week. So um, March really... 18th, 2022. Okay, yeah. So yeah, it hasn't been that long since it came out, but we wanted, we've been wanting to talk about it. And so we're finally getting to talk about it. Uh, X is a Thai West film. Uh, Ty West being the director of such uh, gems as The Innkeepers, The House of the Devil, uh, and one of the great uh, VHS Ooh, segments. Yeah. I've seen VHS. It's fantastic. I've seen um, that, but I have not seen the others. He also did that really terrible Cabin Fever uh, sequel, which we did. Oh, I was going to say, Cabin Fever rocks, but yeah. No, that was... Uh, <laughs> Eli Roth. That was the Eli Roth was the original one, but um, that's hard to live up to, though. It kind of is. It's unfair to ask them to do a sequel, but anyway, he got to do some really good movies after that, which which is great. And uh, so Ty West is a great horror director. Um, well, and here we go. This is kind of his homage to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, I would say like so. Some people are like using that as a complaint. Like it's basically Chainsaw Massacre, but it's it's it, it is a little bit because it's like oh you know, a family on the country set mm -hmm. in their old Christian ways or whatever, uh, but it's with a twist obviously. Um, but yeah, so but for me it didn't feel like a cookie cutter formula from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No, and it's it, just like one element. But what it did feel like was a 1970s, 1980s slasher flick. Oh, yeah, it did. I cannot tell you. Just like the opening of the movie where it's, you know, it's it's intentionally done like they're looking through the barn door or the guest house where they're going to be staying. Mm -hmm. And it makes it look like it's full screen, which is really cool. And yeah. instead of it just being like, oh, you know, they use the black bars and widen it out. They use the door. Yeah. to do that effect and i just thought that was so cool plus the grain of the film initially used and the intro credits like it just took me back and i think elements like that are needed to make something feel like a classic yeah and they did a great job with it ty west did a really great job of it um you've got it starts off in houston there's a strip club uh and they're they're traveling off it's uh two of the strippers the owner of the strip club, uh, the boyfriend of one of the strippers, and then uh, a filmographer, like a guy who wants to be a, well, let's say a filmographer. Videographer. To, to videographer, wants to be a, a director and the director's girlfriend who's there to help. Uh, so you have Brittany Snow as one of the strippers or porn actresses now. You've got Mia Goth. Exotic dancer, Danny. Sorry. 
you got Jenna Ortega, you've got Kid Cudi, uh, and then Martin Henderson as the owner, the guy who's like funding everything. Yeah. Um, you know, and they're setting off to do different things. Like this is like the start of, of like, not the start of porn, but like at its height where they're trying to get in on the ground floor so it can be a VHS in everybody's home. Type yeah, pre-internet. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the director, the director, I don't know if he's the director, the, the videographer slash writer wants to make an artistic one. Yeah. And um, the best thing about it, because, you know, all he talks about is that, you know, we're going to be so much better because instead of it just being a straight up porn film, they're going to be avant-garde elements that, uh, for one, help uh, trick you into thinking that it's not a low budget film, but also make it like a little classier. I mean, as classy as an X-rated film could be. Sure. Um, but what I love about that is that this movie actually ends up being the movie he wants to make. Uh, it, it, so it's it, it had like a little, if I, I still don't know if I'm using this word correctly, but it had that meta feel to it. Uh, I, yeah. and I don't know quite so much because I think that has an element of real world, but it, that's, it, it brings that movie, this movie is in the real world. So I'm like, I think that qualifies as meta. Sure. Still trying to get a grasp on that word. Anybody else, if you want to help me comment and subscribe, just kidding. But, uh, <laughs> well, you know, and it's so you got these elements here of, of that. And then of course, you know, all the other ones are just like, people just want to watch people have sex. Like that's all they want. Like, it doesn't matter how the script goes. It doesn't matter how good an actress you are. Although I did love when, uh, Brittany Snow mm -hmm. was, he was like, you're not that good of an actress. She goes, Oh yeah. Yes. And then and goes off and does her thing. And you're just like, Oh dang. Yeah. It just breaks his heart a little bit too. And then he like, his confidence. Like, I love you. You know, like, <laughs> I love it. Like, I love you. She's like, Oh, you're sweet. Yeah, bless your heart. Um, <laughs> I love that so much. Brittany Snow is great in this film the whole time. She's just she she sells it. She's not like I don't know. I campy's not the word, but cheesy. You know, she actually is acting, which you know, because you know, I feel like in a part like this, you might let the nudity carry your role. You know, right. and uh, which again, I felt like. Although it was very gratuitous, I think thought it was very well used, and we can get into that later. Sure. Well, and then you, uh, you got Mia Goth. I kind of think raises the bar on some of it too, because Mia Goth is just a great actress as well. Um, yeah, and she yeah. apparently she's got a reputation for her eyebrows. Right. Yeah. I was looking up like see if she had some kind of alopecia, but she just has extremely light eyebrows. Mm -hmm. But yeah, she's really interesting. Uh, her career has been. I I'm watching it. I like I like what she's done so far. Um, very interesting. She was in Emma, I believe, yeah. Mm -hmm. and yeah, yeah, she's and the she's, remake of Suspiria. Yeah, which I didn't think held a candle to Suspiria, but it was it was decent. Well, I mean, you're you're trying to remake a classic. A uh, yeah, full fledged classic. Yeah. yeah, you can't. It's kind of hard jumping in. I heard it's. I mean, I haven't watched it. I heard it's not bad. Uh, yeah, it's it's, it's not bad. But if you're gonna, but watch if you've anime, watched Suspiria, yeah. But if you were to watch this and never had seen the original, then you'd be okay. But but you're yeah. looking at you're looking at Dario Argento compared to exactly anyone else. So ever uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. anyone else. Um, but anyway, it's, it's a really easy film. It's it's a horror. It's a slasher. Uh, except there's some weird uh, elements to it that kind of twist the plot a little bit. So they're 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 going to make their porn. They're in a barn that they rented, kind of like a classic Airbnb situation without uh, it actually being Airbnb. Uh, they're running out of barn to, to like, not a barn, but like a. Well, a, they're in a cottage. A cottage. And That's, there is also a barn. Yes. It was a cottage on a farm. These two old people live there. Uh, the old the old man, Howard, tells us that his wife, uh, you know, not to rile her up. She's got some issues. Uh, she so, gets confused. Yeah. yeah. So, um, which is my, there's my gripe in the movie is the wife. Uh, and I'll, I'll say why in a minute, but, um, okay. Mia Goth also plays the wife. She plays Maxine and she plays Pearl. Oh, 
okay, I hadn't looked it up yet, but I was like, God, they look exactly alike. And oh. I feel like that's part of her envy. I wonder if she played her too. And yeah. she did. That's so cool. She did play her, which the reasoning behind that is that they, uh, while they made this film, they also couldn't make any more films. So they went ahead and back to back Ty West filmed a prequel to this called Pearl. And so we're going to get that. No way. Uh, either end of this year or early next year. Oh, and that okay. Takes- so like, I have to say, I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, go ahead. This movie is a breath of fresh horror because normally a movie today, if it comes out horror, it's really just thriller suspense. Um, and there's some gore to it, but it's not really horror. I felt like this was a true horror film. And uh, I, I just have I just have to say I appreciate this movie so much because it is effed up. And that's the kind of movie I'm looking for. I feel like horror movies are the most pure form of movie because they make you emote but uh, or feel something. And this movie, for one, it makes you put down your phone. I watched this at home uh, and you're just like sucked in for all the craziness. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a ton of stuff that I guess guys, of course, would all want to see, but uh, it's messed up. There's little messed up things interjected during those crazy parts that would be gratuitous. And it's like, oh, you just watch that for that. But no, this movie is a legitimate horror movie. I, I'm going to I'm gonna disagree just a little bit. Go for it. I just classify it more as a slasher film. Um, I okay, let's distinguish a little there. Because, I yeah, I do believe it's horror is like an overarching slasher. genre, I guess. Whereas I just kind of like, if I'm going to subgenre it, I guess maybe slasher. I mean, it's a horror film, but I wasn't ever really scared. I was just more in suspense, I guess. Um, That that old lady lurking around, man. I don't know. She just creeped me the heck out. There's so many little plot points, right? Like, so let's get into some, like they get there. Obviously there's something weird about them. Uh, We also get this, there's throughout the movie, you kind of see, and this kind of plays back later on. But throughout the movie, you kind of see this uh, television evangelist on there talking about oh, yeah. uh, the sins and everything going on. And that was interesting. And I kind of wondered what the reasoning behind that was. And we get to it later. But, and I um, just, I, at first, you're just like, oh, like this entire town gets like one or two channels. Yeah. And so everybody's super religious because that's the only thing on TV. Right. <laughs> but we get to why it's there. But um, yeah. Anyway, uh, so the big thing is they're filming their porn, right? That whole scene where, where, where Mia Goth, where Maxine is in the um, the lake and that alligator is just chilling oh, there. See that? Uh, you know, it, it's kind of a gratuitous scene, but then you're just like, oh my God, get out Right, like I knew she was like the star of the movie, so I was like, they're not going to kill her off this early. But man, that was stressful. That whole uh, yeah. thing was so stressful. I was like, get out, get out, get out, get out, get out. And I was like, okay. So then, because I was texting I've seen Dustin. too much Animal Planet. Dustin had already seen this. And so I was texting Dustin and I was like, all right, man, the alligator scene just happened, like where it's coming up. And I was like, that was, I thought she was going to get bit or something. I was like, that's cool. And then later on, when it, when something does happen with the alligator, I was like, the whole time I was waiting, I was waiting for an alligator scene to happen. Same, but still, did you, did you go, oh, did you see it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because it happened differently than I thought it was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, but anyway which so, it's like it's like okay things you might like say it might be a little predictable but it's not it's not it's like oh that might happen but it does not happen the way you imagine yeah so uh and also i wish i didn't see the trailers for this beforehand like i wish i only saw like a teaser trailer i, I st- i'm almost on a completely ignore trailers mindset now or, yeah, or the, completely avoid because there were some kills i said there were one one or two kills that I that I saw because of the trailer and I was really not that they showed it in the trailer but that they showed the right before and I was like someone's gonna get killed there yeah that, that's he's going down uh, but anyway <laughs> uh so the porn happens and the girlfriend Jenna Ortega's character who's they call Dormouse because she's very quiet uh and church she's mouse of, church mouse sorry, sorry church mouse and she's very uh kind of prudish she's wondering why they're making a porn why it has to be a porn or whatever very conservative uh, and they do this, they have this conversation uh, about about what it is and how it, there's no connection to the emotional value. And then it's just sex. Yes. Uh, That's and what she thinks so it she, is until 
she finally sees like the avant-garde part of these things. Right. And so she decides she wants to be in it. And of course the boyfriend's like, no, but everyone else is like, well, whatever, you know, it doesn't matter. You should blah, blah, blah. And it's like this really like the whole thing where Wayne is talking to, to RJ about how the reality check. Yeah. The reality oh. check. And it's just like, that sucked though. Like, cause in my gut, I was like, I'm RJ. That, that is a coming of age moment right there because you know, you're so naive. Like, but you're thinking you naive. can protect somebody. Well, they all are. And we all are coming up in that age where you're thinking, oh, I'm in love with somebody. I'm going to protect them from these things. Yeah. But uh, Wayne, played by Martin Henderson, which who I don't think I've seen in anything, uh, just is like, oh, man, I hate to be the one to tell you this. But uh, if you try to stop her, she's just going to do it even harder. And, uh, you know, you might as well just let her do what she's going to do because it's going to play out that way anyways. And you could be the fun guy or you could be the jerk that gets, gets left behind uh and it's just like oh you know because you know you remember those moments when you're like a teenager or whatever and uh you know if anybody has ever had an element of control issues back in their day like or and and like you know me i was a hopeless romantic so like i i didn't really like infidelity i still don't uh so and i don't really understand how people can cross the line uh and so it's like dude like yeah you're in for a rude awakening like as far as like thinking you're just going to control a woman uh from especially when you're like she's not like oh i'm thinking about making my way into this random career no she's there she's already at the starting line it's like there's nothing you could do dude yeah um by the way martin henderson uh he is the guy who helps out uh the main girl in the ring He's the one that dies in the chair because he's... Oh, I see it now. Yeah. Like, I was like, I know I've seen him before and I was trying to think of what I saw him in before. Uh, and I looked it on the thing and yeah, he's he's the dude from The Ring. He also plays Britney Spears' boyfriend in the Toxic Music video. Oh, very cool. But yeah, I, I was like... He I just knew... is so busy morphing into Matthew McConaughey that I can't see anything else. Yeah, the whole time <laughs> I was like, this is Matthew McConaughey right there. I'm waiting for it. All right, all right, all right. Right. Um, actually, I thought it would have been a good... Like, they, they... The only... My only complaint about this movie is that the old people are not played by old people. That they're played by... Uh, Stephen Err plays Howard and uh, Mia Goth plays Pearl. And again, I know why they did Pearl. But uh, I thought... Yeah. Kind of a wasted opportunity not to have Martin Henderson play. Dude, honestly, though, think think about it. Like the plot of that guy where he's like, oh, my heart, you know? Yeah. Imagine if they got an actor who was really like that and they put him through this acting gamut. Right. He might actually have a heart attack too. <laughs> yeah, that's maybe that's true. But um, anyway, uh, so this kickstarts everything. RJ gets upset. He's like, I'm piecing out of here. I can't deal with this anymore uh f them they can't make a film without a without a camera type of thing yeah and a director yeah. yeah and so he tries to peace out but then uh pearl is out there and she is like touch my body oh god touch my body. yeah um, she, so pearl i we kind of touched on this but pearl like watches them doing the production the first scene with Mia Goth, which is, again, like, I didn't know that was her playing her, so that's really cool how they did that. Yeah. Um, but she has an awakening of old urges. Uh, and so it kind of drives her insane. She needs it. So she tries to go to her husband, and she has a youth is wasted on the young type of jealousy thing enrage her. So, uh yeah so she's just like well i can't with my husband because he could die because he's so old and his heart has got a bum ticker uh so she tries to get a little attention somewhere else and uh goodness gracious this is quite an adventure she goes on to so and i i her fancies the whole time i was like something supernatural is gonna happen like she like is able to take (laughs) the youth and maybe she takes maxine's youth you know yeah yeah and, yeah and that's not what happened i like the twist but and we'll talk about the twist in a moment but she covets that youth so yes. much that it's like i just want to touch it i just want to reach out and well and feel how young skin feels especially because literally i was thinking the whole time god man they did a great job casting <laughs> essentially like like they cloned an old person raised the young one and then filmed the movie so uh, <laughs> yeah and 
you know, the, the, the biggest, she was interesting. Pearl was interesting in the fact that I want to know more. Yeah, especially so, because the, you know they say that she gets confused, but she seems quite lucid. It's right. just that which is you know in the country she just wanders around later on when Jenna Ortega is taken, which yeah. we'll talk about in a moment. So anyway, RJ gets uh, his throat slashed when he denies the pleasures of Maxine or not Maxine, mm. sorry, Pearl. I and would not say slashed. That I mean, much. his neck was yeah. butchered. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, does she like? She kind of grinds him a little bit too. So that was okay. I was wondering. It was implied. I didn't know. Uh, espe- okay, especially during the actual killing. I I thought there was an implied. She may have full fledged, but there was at least grinding. Yeah. Uh, there's a dress on top of it, so you can't really tell. And a lot yeah. of shadows, but it's. I feel like it's implied. But at the very least, she's getting some satisfaction yeah. of sorts. Uh, and but then you find him in the basement, which leads to an amazing that's not him in the basement. queen moment who's that it's not him in the basement i was uh, i kind of thought about that for a minute but they actually come upon rj oh he body. had a bigger beard they came upon he, rj's body in the, on the floor in the, the outside still in the drive no. so this is my that's right and this is kind of hinted at it's really weird this is kind of where the twist is uh it's hinted at that to, <laughs> to satisfy her sexual pleasures they kidnap men tie them up in the basement and make them have sex with her so yeah, I mean that's that that's totally valid. Uh, I had a sicker idea coming from like a medical, uh, formerly aspiring background. You know, the body can maintain a certain position. Well, you're saying necrophilia. Yeah, exactly. But no, I think uh, I think they torture the people until I mean, like, make them just be in the basement, and be sex slaves until because it kind of feels like it happens more often than not. Yeah, and that guy's like chained up, like he's shackled. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I just didn't know, but that was where my head went. And I was just like, bless. Yeah. So like, uh, this is messed up. That's what, that's why when Kid Cudi goes looking for uh, Mac or for Pearl in the lake area, he sees that car. With Howard. Yeah. Oh, that car that's is his guy, car. Yeah. Who was chained up in the, in the. I, I was just thinking that Ben, they got a lot of people around there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but still which was also a great scene by the way and i did not yeah. expect uh howard to like shotgun kid cuddy so i i was expecting it but i didn't expect for them both to be marines and like then cool. to kind of have like a connection moment yeah. but also i'm like dude like where where's the hoorah i'm sorry if that's the wrong call but know. like where's that commu- sense of community but well, uh howard didn't care yeah, Howard d- didn't care uh, but I also feel until like he Cuddy, uses it as a quip later. He's like, once a Marine, was, always a Marine. Yeah, Cuddy was also rude to him. Uh, I mean, he did yes kind of no. sneak around the lodging. Uh, so it's kind of like, hey, man, like, I know this is your place, but we rented this. Like, how about a little privacy? Yeah. You know, you asked for discretion. So why are you nosing around? Uh, and, if, and then Wayne's murder was kind of crazy. He's looking for. for oh. Uh, Maxine, I think, right? He's looking for Maxine. Yep. Goes into the. Oh no, no, no! They're looking for RJ because. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Anna is sad. Like she's like, oh, where did he go? And this is after RJ dies, and of course, uh, Wayne is the la- is the second person to go. He's looking through those holes, and she yeah. shoves that pitchfork right into his face, eyes after right he into his eyes. On that nail. Yeah. Oh, oh God! Have you ever done that? Have you ever stepped yeah, on I've a nail? Stepped, I've stepped on glass. Oh, I've stepped on a nail. It's not fun yeah uh especially when it comes like that because like me i stepped on the nail lifted my foot and the nail you know obviously yeah. stayed where it was but his it's like just a stray nail yeah. board Ugh. and it stays with him and it's like oh god like yeah. he has to pull it out himself Ugh, god and then i love i love after he gets deaded unalived uh <laughs> she comes around and just takes the pitchfork and just starts burying him with the with the hay on top of him. It's like this yes. half ass like, yeah, I'll get you later. Yeah, you know, like oh, you know what? <laughs> oh, that just maybe popped in my head. Uh, where Big Daddy he just puts newspaper on every spill. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then Jenna Ortega gets kidnapped. Oh, her when her hand gets like mutilated. Oh, She's, like banging her hand again. I'm like, why? Like. For one, I thought she should have broken the other part of the door closer to the knob. Oh, why wouldn't you break the knob? Yeah. Well, well, that too. Well, I mean, you could just 
turn it like she did because like uh i mean those things are not easy to to break especially with like a hatchet yeah but i'd be like either way why are you not looking through the hole as you reach yeah I know. you know or like look before to make sure somebody isn't like you know listening to you break down a door in their own house uh it's but yeah dude i and what did he use did he just use the shotgun yeah, it was the or, it was the butt of the shotgun. The butt of shot because yeah. man, that messed up her hand. Oh well, so her hand was like on the edge, and it was you know it's just like fingers oh. hanging off. Yeah. Oh. And he's like, get back in there, uh, and and then what? Be quiet. We had Kid Cudi's death, and then Britney Snow. Uh, she By the was... way, again, the scream queen moment from Jenny Ortega in this. I thought she just had the most amazing scream. Like oh, yeah. I legitimately believe that. Well, she's she popping up in everything, right? Scream. She's gonna yeah. be in Scream Six. She was in Studio Six Six Six. Yep. She's and uh, the babysitter, uh, Killer Queen. That's right, babysitter. She was the um, the the girlfriend, right? Yes. She's kind of like helps them at the end. She's like, I guess not girlfriend, but Phoebe uh, ends up being one though, right? Don't right. They end up getting together at the end. Yeah. Yeah. She's just, um, she's becoming one of my favorite um, scream queens. I'm just gonna say, I, I she's she's becoming one of my favorite modern actors. Also, uh, also, she's playing Wednesday in the Tim Burton Wednesday series in Netflix. So. Yep, and she's got so much behind her already that I, because you know me, I was upset that it wasn't Christina Ritchie or somebody that. Right, but know. at least Christina Ritchie <laughs> but, is going to be in the show. Yeah, so I was very happy about that. Like, I kind of wanted, like, an older Wednesday thing, like, grown-up Wednesday. Right. But uh, but seriously, Jenny, Jenny Ortega has just, like, stolen, like, every bit of love from me because I'm just like, what can she do wrong? Right. She's doing she's doing awesome stuff. I'm really excited to see her career. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope yeah. she's in the uh, Always Drag Never. She is. Oh, she is. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Then we can. So we got Wayne, Bobby Lynn. So uh, Brittany Snow's murder or kill scene. She's going. She basically, Mia Goth is in bed, and uh, or Maxine is in bed, and Pearl comes in and strips butt naked and gets in bed with her and just starts rubbing her skin and stuff. It's like this really unnerving scene. Yeah, it's like it's like she's trying to hug her younger self. And and also, I think dabble in a little bit of experimentation, like, hey, you know, maybe she'd be into it if she woke up propositioned or something like that, because uh-huh. of the type of character she assumes that Maxine has uh, coming from her career and what uh-huh. she's doing there. Uh, and so I was just like, oh, my God, like she thinks this is a sure thing and that this is a good idea. Yeah. Uh, so she wakes up. Yeah, and freaks out. Pearl <laughs> starts running, and then uh, Bobby Lynn, Brittany Snow, goes after her, and they're out at this uh, at the at the lake, and she's talking. She's like trying to like help, like calm her down, basically. Yeah, and she's so like Brittany Snow comes into the room, posts screams, and and uh, oh my gosh, Pearl walks out of the house, kind of like, oh, I messed up, but I'm still naked. By the way. Uh, I really thought that was an older person. I mean, they did all the melanoma spots. So I was like, that can't be her. I mean, they just casted really well. But anyways, so she goes in and Maxine tells uh, Bobby Lynn that she woke up and she was touching her in the bed. And so she's like, all right, let me go see what's up because she's thinking she's a harmless old lady who gets confused, right? Uh, So she goes out to the lake and she's standing on the dock. Right, and they have this conversation, but actually, I think Britney Snow or Bobby Lynn handles it pretty well until until uh, she gets rude, until Pearl gets rude, and then they go at each other, and then Pearl pushes her off the dock, and when she falls <clears throat> off the dock, that's when the uh, alligator finally attacks. Chomp, chomp, oh crunch, death roll. Oh, yeah. Like that's probably as far as like ever being killed by an animal. What's well, I'm, that is the worst one because it's a combination of crushing, biting, and drowning. That's it's awful. Like all of the worst things possible happening to you. So she's Ugh. out. She's out of the game. And so now all we have left, of course, is Maxine and Jenna uh, Ortega, Lorraine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so 
this of course is like the climax of the film uh and it, it's really fun actually because they you think that uh you kind of think that the old people might win well yeah but also that they're gonna just let uh maxine go because they say that she has like an x factor yeah. about her like pearl doesn't want her dead because of the x factor there's something special about her which yeah. is funny because that's what maxine has been saying this whole time that she's got the x factor she's special she's not going to accept the life uh that she feels she doesn't deserve which i think is really cool that she keeps saying that line and it plays in later yeah um help me with the ending jenna gets a gun right she gets a shotgun uh the old man and uh howard has the shotgun the whole time but maxine finds is it maxine or jenna that finds a pistol but it's uh empty that's it yeah and so she tries to fire it. maxine tries to fire it a whole bunch of times and it's not working and <laughs> I'm sorry, but this was the most hilarious thing ever. But the old lady picks up the shotgun because she realizes after the first click, it's not loaded. And she tries to fire the gun at Mia Goth and she, she shit gets the shot off, but it just blows her back like 12 right, feet. Right, but before that, before that, Lorraine, oh, sorry. Jenna Ortega, uh, she gets shot, right? Because oh they're gosh, dra- I'm forgetting. Because the old guy's dragging her in and then has a heart <gasps> oh my god well see so she just gets away i don't think that she had a gun i think she she just still had her hatchet yeah and uh, that she used to get out of the door but as soon as she runs out of the door she gets clotheslined by like i don't i think i don't think it's a 12 gauge shotgun i think it's something oh, bigger right. yeah. but i don't know if there is a bigger gauge but in the face and then the old guy so Howard He's, is dragging her inside and she gurgles and it startles him and he has a heart attack. <laughs> Which is kind of hilarious. Oh, well, it's deserving. <laughs> she's like, right? and he's like, <laughs> and he dies. <laughs> and then and then Pearl's like, oh, whoa, God, no, 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 no. This is my husband. I love him. They just had longer. Oh, oh, we we well, we, we rushed we, over. We totally part. rushed over the worst part of this whole movie. So here's and probably the most important part as far here's as the part of the movie things. that just disturbing it's how maxine gets away it's oh maxine's under the bed and and pearl convinces howard to have sex your heart finally they're so i promise your heart heart. can take it yeah and he's like are you sure and it's disgusting it can but because they show it and it just it It is a full-fledged sex scene even though they are not old people in real life they still and, look like no, the makeup is, is amazing. Absolutely, I hope they're <sighs> having sex at that age. Uh but no, I do. Uh, I want I am yeah. going to I don't care. But <laughs> I don't want to think about it. I don't want to see <laughs> other people of that age. They're like right. I don't want to know about it. I don't want to see it. And I don't want to think about myself being there. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, man. Uh that was disturbing, but anyway, she gets. Yeah, it was how, the worst. Yes, yeah, so Maxine gets away. Yeah, they're they're obviously distracted, and she slowly, which is another painstaking thing to watch. She's slowly crawling out of this room, trying not to get caught. Yeah, and so that means we have to watch like every well, not every second, because obviously they keep yeah. going, but she, every second of this sex scene, and it is just so horrific. Um, and that's when she goes, makes her way over to the house to free Jenny Ortega from the basement. Uh, now, this is where I want to kind of talk about the gratuitous nudity. Because in, in a lot of horror movies or slasher movies, there's just a gratuitous movie. There's, or there's a gratuitous nudity portion of the movie, right? I don't think I said that right. But there's a lot of gratuitous nudity. And uh, it's just kind of like, well, you're, it's a horror movie, so you got to see some tatas right and it's like it's it's obligatory almost well not so much in modern movies which again i I, is which another thing that made me feel like this was a true horror slasher movie uh is that it had that element in it because i think it inspires vulnerability the the emotion that nudity inspires is that somebody is so vulnerable they're just obviously living their best life life being their true self right 
And uh, but they, I really truly feel like they have the gratuitous nudity used properly to balance out this old person sex scene later. Sure. Because it is, it is truly horrific and disgusting sure. that I'm just like, okay, they're there. They gave us that because they did, they're going to do this later. And that's the kind of thing context I think is super important when using nudity. And I think that this movie does very well and that most movies today are shying away from. There's always like an implied nudity or, you know, they're naked, but there's a, some random shadow or a subtitle <laughs> that goes over the thing that would qual- make it qualify as nudity. So uh, that uh, that's something that I really felt uh removed the baby proofing apparatuses off of this movie that other horror slash what I refer to as thriller suspense movies uh in f- thus freeing this movie to be a true horror slash sure. slasher movie. You know, uh the ending you're talking about how she shoots a shot Maxine shot uh Pearl shoots a shotgun at Maxine her body. And then Maxine yeah, hip. In, he breaks her hip. Yeah, and Maxine gets in that car and just runs over her like well, twice. She was gonna just drive away. Yeah. Until she started saying, You're not gonna be special, you're yeah. uh, a hua, and uh just like basically tearing her down. And she's like, you know what? She's laying like right there. Yep. She, she's right there, and she just killed all my friends. So but- instead of hitting drive, we're gonna pop this in reverse for a second. Now it's very important that you you've listened to the broadcasts of the preacher, because we realize yes. early on that preacher talks about how he's had his family get uh, taken away by sin and all this, and then we come to find out at the very end of the movie the preacher's talking on the on the tube, on the tube TV, and, uh, and I thought it was very cool that. Uh, he tries to get ahead of this story. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh man, what if it gets out of my daughter is, is this and I am a preacher? Yeah. Uh, you know, like, so he's like, I got to confess to you guys. And he you shows know, a big old picture of uh, Maxine, the Maxine. character. On now, TV. If, uh, and if uh, you you didn't, obviously, I know you didn't because the, the home release didn't have it. But if you saw it in theaters- what? If you saw it in theaters, there was an end credit scene. No, no, there, there was. I saw an end credit scene. The trailer? I, I mean, I thought I did. What's the end credit scene? Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Just no, you tell it. me because maybe I missed something. Well, now I'm forgetting what it is. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, no. Uh, uh-oh. I'm forgetting what it was, but there was like a mid-credit scene. Mm. So maybe there's a post-credit scene that I'm forgetting. Well, there's a post-credit scene oh, inside of theaters, but it did not uh it did not show in the home video or the home uh, maybe on the DVD release, but not on the uh VOD release. Um but it's the trailer for Pearl. Oh, okay. So no, I did not see that. There yeah. oh yeah. It's the trailer for Pearl, is what they showed. It. So you, you see the Pearl when she was young. In the that times. Okay, I did not see that. There's something else that happens, uh, like mid-credit scene. Is there? Yeah. Is there? I thought so. I don't think so. Anyways, moving. The only thing is the trailer. Okay. Wait, hold on. I didn't know there's a mid there's, there's a mid credit scene. Oh, that's a totally different thing. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm looking at something for Shang Chi, just because it's a post credit. Google. I don't. I don't know. I'm forgetting. Oh my gosh, I'm going blank. But that is so cool that we're gonna get a prequel because I truly wanted more, like after this movie but it's uh it's tied up in a bow yeah there's we're also literally sequel, nothing that can happen we are getting a sequel there's a so, prequel and a sequel it's a trilogy that's weird. uh so that is amazing what's going on with my computer right now oh it wants me to like sign into a24 oh. um but yeah oh my gosh i'm forgetting what it was anyways i'm so looking forward to any any material related to this movie because 
of how amazingly horrific this movie was. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it horrific really was. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's and that's my that's my bag. You know, uh, call me crazy, but I could seriously watch Event Horizon like all day, every day. Yeah, like it's it's insane. Event Horizon 4K to come in. Oh, I'm so jealous. Just Wait, buy it. Can I still get it? Yeah, it's on send me the link. Send me the link. I'll send it to you later. Oh, okay. Um, I recommend it to horror fans, fans of uh, of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. All of that. I don't, it's not a must see because it's a horror film. I won't must see horror films unless they're like the you know. I don't know. I don't, like Suspiria is like kind of a must see. The original. It's a must see for like film buffs. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if it's a must see for everybody. That, that's good. That's the thing. Okay, let's talk about our recommendations real quick because, like, you know, you're you're taking. I try like, to recommend. You're, to the you're general, recommending to everyone, to right? Yeah, the general public instead me, of just. A, yeah, I'm 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 thinking about like just one sole person, singular person, who you know doesn't have kids at home. You know, obviously, I'm a, I'm not. You know, I just, you don't have to balance that, or I need the you know, who obviously that. likes the genre that we're talking about. Well, then currently. it's a must see for horror fans, is what I saw, yeah. what I said. But it's yeah, not yeah, a yeah. I'm not everybody. disagreeing with you. I'm just trying to get break it down. I don't, yeah. I don't think that you know. I want to try to bring it to the general passengers. Not everyone listening is a horror fan, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, some are listening because they're not gonna ever go watch this movie, mm-hmm. uh, so they just want to hear about it. Oh, what are these things I can get from it? But yeah, I liked it. Um, I would watch it again, Mark. Uh, so yeah, uh, don't get me wrong. I think you have to be 18 and older, uh, but I do think that this is a must-see movie, uh, especially in this day and age where things are really PC and they protect you from a lot of things in the theater these days. This is one of those movies that just that just slaps that age aside, like right upside the head. It's just like, no, we can still make this kind of movie, mm-hmm. uh, which which again was a breath of fresh air for me. Uh, so again, like it's just shake it up. Like that's why you have to see these because at the very least it'll shake things up. Now, don't get me wrong, if you're not a gore fan. Why would you even walk into this movie? You know, like I just this 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 is not a recommendation for you. This is for somebody who is a, either a horror buff or just a straight up film buff mm-hmm. uh, or, or aficionado, if you will. So uh, for me, it's a must see. Uh, I do agree with you, Danny. But uh, yeah, I just get your butt as soon as you're 18 or of sound mind to handle a horror movie. Get this on your bucket list. Yeah. definitely it's a great movie and i can't believe that it's a24 like i didn't realize that at first yeah. so again like you know you you've kind of like pulled me into the a24 platform and it's mostly because i'm a very clean slate kind of guy i don't want to know anything about a movie before i go in because i don't want any bias like oh that's a24 like i'm automatically gonna like it or that's this actor or this director or this person did the soundtrack I don't want to know anything until after, uh, especially regarding trailers in this day and age. Thank you, Netflix, for just ruining every movie and making trailers have to ruin every movie. Because uh, now I can't just be like, oh, I'm excited for that movie. I'm like, I already saw that movie. Thanks for the extra 20 minutes with the director's yeah. cut. <laughs> well, let's talk about the always drag to never. Okay. Uh, Jenna Ortega, Britney Snow, Mia Goth. I already know mine. I already know it. This is actually really hard. Uh, I'm going to uh, always see Mia Goth. I'm going to get dragged to Jenna Ortega, and I'm going to uh, never see Britney Snow. It's really easy for me. It has nothing to do with Britney Snow. It's just I love the Pitch Perfect films. Yeah, same. That's kind of what makes it hard for me. I I find her very funny. Jenna Ortega Uh, has an amazing career coming up. Mia Goth has an amazing career coming up. I don't know if Britney Snow has an amazing career coming up? I feel like Britney Snow has a, an amazing, like, mainstream career coming up. But with this movie, it really shakes it up. So I'm like, oh, you know, it, this is like, I really feel like there are three heavy hitters here, even though they might be at a certain part of their career or age. It's like, whoa, you really got to take a second to respect these actresses. 
Sure, no, they're uh, great. But so, I just, no, I agree. I think you're all three. That's all. Yeah, no, I think you. I think you had a great answer. Uh, I'm sorry. I I may always sound like I'm debating or arguing with you or disagreeing with you. I just just hammering things out. Uh, and I'm so close. I could even switch Jenna Ortega to my always and Mia Goth to my drag. That's exactly what I was going to do with my answer. I I could go ba- both ways. Yeah, and and uh, so yeah, for me, uh, it it would be always the Jenny Ortega. Jenna. And what did I say? Jenny. Jenna. Jenna. That's my shrimp and boat. No, I'm not gonna call her that. But no, uh, I, you can call Jenna Jenny, right? No, Jenna Ortega. Uh, is my always. I love Scream. I could never, sure. could never live without it. So this is tough because I kind of want to switch Britney Snow and Mia Goth just because this is the only movie I I know Mia Goth from. I know that she was an Emma, but I I've only yeah, seen. But then it like you don't once. get to see the Pearl prequel and the X exactly. Like oh okay yeah so that's gonna hammer it home for me. Jenna Ortega as my always, Mia Goth as my drag too, and never see Britney Snow, unfortunately, because I think she is hilarious. Awesome. Well, that wraps that up. Let's hear a word from our sponsor. All right. All right, passengers. Now we're on to the birthday and news. May 15th, we have Chaz. Am I saying this right? Chaz Palminteri. Yeah, you're 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 the Italian. I mean, I'm only a little, know, right? little Italian. You're more Italian than I am. Palmentier. <laughs> I've I haven't seen that last name before. Um, he's one of those actors that you see him in movies all the time, but you don't remember his name. Yeah, he's in every good mob movie. I love this actor. The Usual Suspects, A Bronx Tale, Bullets Over Broadway. Yeah, he's, he's Goodfellas. Heck, he's in Modern Family as well. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. That's actor. right. I forgot he was in that. Yeah. Good actor. Um, May 16th, we have Megan Fox. Uh, she kind of disappeared. I would love to see a sequel to Jenny uh, Jennifer's Body. Okay. May- yeah, maybe that. I, I... She's... Look, that's she's the like only another Kim. She's like another Kim Kardashian to me. Her it's just like whoever's the right most she's gonna be on the arm of that celebrity. Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, that's her biggest. They're having a baby together. That's... And Shia LaBeouf when he was still at the top of his game. Uh, May seventeenth, rest in peace, Bob Saget. Oh, we miss we, you. We do. We love America. Bob America misses you. Oh, that was cute. Thank you. Do love Bob Saget. I will always watch reruns of Full House. Uh, I will. He is definitely the best part of Dumb and Dumber. Hey, <laughs> shit on my walls. <laughs> Everywhere. <laughs> Everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> and then his car. His yep. car, too, in the end. <laughs> uh, May 18th, have the amazing Chow Yun Fat. I got to remind myself of this is I'm very bad with names, guys. So, so, oh, yeah. Amazing, amazing actor. Yeah. I mean, come on. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yeah. Placement Killers. Yeah. I will. I will defend this movie, not because I think it's a good movie, but because it is a guilty pleasure (laughs) to watch Dragon Ball (laughs) Evolution. Oh, yeah. Dude, again, like I, I will admit it. I do like some bad movies, but Look, also I didn't watch Dragon Ball Z, uh, the cartoon or the anime or whatever. So uh, so when I saw that movie, again, I had a blank slate and I was able to just enjoy it for the guilty pleasure that it is. I will always say that Dragon Ball Evolution would be a fun movie if it weren't called Dragon Ball. You but that I mean? movie would be nothing without uh, James. Oh, with uh, James Marsden? Heck yeah. Yes, yeah. But Cold. I mean, come on. They did like a full like, non-Asian cast for a anime. I, 
I thought uh, that was a little weird when I watched it, but I was just like, that's kind of just Hollywood. They were still getting away with that. Sure. Um, well, that just know, whitewashing everything. Justin Chatwin. Let me still Justin say Chatwin that. was a great actor, but they played they put him as Goku. Yeah. Like James Marster was the only good part of the fact that it was Piccolo. And, yeah. And, and even without, like, they wanted to just make him a white monster looking character with, without the ear, uh, the, the antenna. And yeah. he was like, no, no, I will not be, uh, you know, I will not be the nerd them come after me because of that. Yeah, so at least that was an awesome conversation to have with him too at yes. Comic Con. Just okay. being a fly on the wall for y'all talking about that. Yeah, and then Chow Yun Fat, uh, of course, was the other uh, bigger part of this movie being Master Roshi. And so mm-hmm. uh, I love Master Roshi in that movie. But look, I'm not saying it's a good movie. It's definitely it's a bad Dragon Ball movie, but it's it's a fun. It's so fun. Anything else movie? So if you can get past that, Chow Yun Fat, that movie is really fun. And that's where, at least for me, I was introduced to Jamie Chung. Yes. Oh, Jamie Chung was so good in that movie, too. Yes. Actually, screw it. Everyone had fun in that movie. And you could tell they had fun in that movie. Yeah. I like that movie. I just hate that it's called Dragon Ball. That's my Yeah, they could have called it anything else that it would have been fun. (laughs) Exactly. And there's stuff stuff that makes no sense, but that even makes the movie funner. Yeah. Uh, Anyway. More more fun? More fun. (laughs) Going funner. For a dumb movie name, I'll call it funner. Uh, appropriate may 19th peter mayhew oh, rest in peace gosh yes many again many good meeting this guy was awesome yeah so many good memories so many good movies i still will never forget shaking this man's hand big, like big paw the hand huge he made your hand look like a baby hand big paw i felt the hand. like he pulled my hand out of like in utero and that's how my hand felt <laughs> like, like, like still developing Mark's baby hand in his hand. <laughs> May 20th, we have the excellent Timothy Oliphant, who I absolutely adore and share yeah. a birthday with. Yes. It's also my birthday. As oh, well. happy birthday, dude. Party Woo! up. Uh, but yes, I always claim to fame used to be like oh you know you share birthdays with celebrities and you're like oh, i have a birthday with blah 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 it uh, used to be share and i was like ah eh, i kind of am okay with share but when timothy timothy and i found out he was may 20th i was like hell yeah that's the best person to have a birthday shared with i can't remember who i share a birthday with except for nero the guy who burned down rome or- was it december <laughs> uh it's 14th right 15th, 15th. 15th. Dang it. I'm always like a little bit off. Every time. Because uh, they don't love me, Danny. Dude, you share a birthday with uh with Don Johnson. Oh no way. Don Johnson from uh 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 from the the, the good old boys. Uh yeah. can't think of the freaking name right now. Um Julie Taymor, Maud Apatow, Jed Apatow's daughter, mm. uh Alana Haim from the Heim from the uh, band Heim. Yeah. Well, this is your birthday, though. Let's get it. There weren't many celebrity birthdays on May 20th, though. So, um, so, yeah. uh, so Timothy Oliphant. Yes, I love Timothy Oliphant. I, I, I can't I wait love for that. the Justified sequel series. I'm so excited. Oh, totally. I But let's see. Go. I really like that movie. I love San Clarita Diet. The Mandalorian. Uh, yeah, he was in. Uh, oh my gosh, why am I going blank? Uh, you know, the girl next door. The girl next door. Thank you. I was going to say Clitzy is in it. You know, uh, effort for me, Matt. For me. <laughs> for me. <laughs> uh, and then May twenty first, uh, I picked out Mister T because I pity the fool. Yes, I don't pity Mister. Where's my jewelry? Just Who wears his jewelry? Oh man, that dude's still awesome. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. Hmm. I was just thinking. I was just thinking about Mike Tyson, like recently getting in trouble, and I was just like, hmm, I wonder, I wonder if Mr. T's like ever gotten in trouble. I just no, never he heard. Like a legitimately good guy, I think. Cool. Yeah. Rare these days. Dun 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 dun. Sorry. Uh, happy birthday to our celebrities. Yes, the happy birthday. Without you, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. So thank you. Let's get on to some news. Uh, for those of y'all who love This Is Spinal Tap, we are getting a sequel. Everyone's what? coming back, and Christopher Guest is coming back to direct. 
That is awesome. <gasps> uh, after that, we have Amber Heard. I just saw the next news. Yeah! Amber Heard's role in Aquaman 2 has been significantly cut. Apparently, they oh, couldn't. Significantly. I thought significantly cut. I thought so WB actually sorry. wanted her out. Good. Uh, and But Justin, Jason Wan, Fudge. Uh, Aquaman is directed that, by. That petition reached over 4 million signatures. James Wan. God, James Wan. Justin Lin and James Wan always in my head, and I don't, it's so bad, but th- they just get them mixed up. Probably because they both directed a Fast and the Furious movie. Um, yeah. But James Wan said, I can't cut her out completely because she is crucial to some plot points. So that's why. Care. She- just recast her. They did it in The Matrix with the Oracle. Like, come up with something. No, but crazy I mean, like, why she looks different. Did, there was no this big thing didn't happen. The, the the case didn't happen until after they were already filming. So it would have just been worth money it. suck for them. <laughs> it's worth every but, penny. Just to set an example, dude. Like I don't mean to like go into this trial. I think it's super. I, I love uh, how this is playing out so far. It, they, you know, assuming obviously that Johnny Depp is innocent, uh, which I believe that he is. But seriously, like this whole, like, no one's going to believe you narrative or just because you're a man, no one's going to listen. I really love how this is opening up that floor where if something happens to you, at least we know somebody will listen. Sure. Uh, And uh, and that it's not always going to be like swept under the rug and you just got to man up and take it and just move on. You know, uh, and there's no consequences for the abuser. So uh, at the very least, I'm glad to see that this as a consequence it has happened. Sure. Provided uh, that she's guilty. <laughs> but I'm, 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 you know, okay. I didn't really, I don't really need her in the movies. Amber Heard was never Same. a big draw for, for me. So I'm, I'm fine with it. I never thought she was necessary at all. Yeah. Daniel Craig was originally offered the role of Mr. Fantastic. Nah. I was like, no. There no was, I yeah. saw this whole thing where people were like, oh my God, he would have been amazing. No, Daniel Craig is fine. He's a great actor. I just don't think he was Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, he's not, exactly. He's not like, Richards. Yeah, you so the, you feel the same way that I feel about him as James Bond. So like I'm just like, he just he's he sticks out. He doesn't look like him much. I just couldn't. <laughs> Reed Richards is like the skinny little brown-headed guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which uh, Krasinski is pretty buff now. So it was a little bit of a change up to see him, you know, uh, Mr. Fantastic as a muscly guy. Well, a lot of it was for screen screen or green suit. Oh, okay. Okay. Excuse me. Hiccup there. Uh, Tremor star Fred Ward passed away at the age of 79. No way. Yeah. The, oh, the... rest in peace. Man, got to watch Tremors real soon. I have that on 4K. Such I a... have seriously watched it. Wait, except for the very last one, every Tremors movie. I like them a lot. And I want to say Fred I Ward. I can't believe Fred Ward was gone. I want to say he did. Did he do any of the sequels? I think he was in the sequel. I think he was in the second one. But I he was wait. No. no. I don't think he was in any of the sequels, and neither was Kevin Bacon. Uh nope. He was in, he he played Earl in Tremors 2 Aftershocks. Okay, cool. But uh but yeah, after least... two, he was definitely not. No, he was also awesome in the Crow Salvation. Uh I'm remembering that he was in Road Trip as yep. the dad. That was hilarious. Like the super intimidating dad who just yep. scares the crap out of his son into being a good boy. Also, Joe Dirt's dad. Oh my God. Yeah. How's an alternator? How's a rainbow work? It just does. <laughs> the best line ever. I love that. Yeah, dude. Rest oh, in peace, Fred. No. Rest, Rest in, in peace. peace. Thanks for the memories. And then one of my favorite things coming out of news right now, David Tennant and Catherine Tate are set to reappear in Doctor Who's 60th anniversary. Yeah. I'm sorry. I already freaked out about this uh, two days ago. Yeah. So, uh, and the yeah, fact just that like, yeah. there's just the fact they're bringing Catherine Tate back, the Doctor yeah. Donna. Yeah. 
oh, uh, I don't know how they're going to do it, but I'm excited. And the fact that it's been teased by Edgar Wright on his uh, Twitter that he might be directing. And I would love to see a Doctor Who directed by Edgar Wright. Of course. But he did. He posted a picture of a blue door and uh, some other stuff that was very like hinting. And then he later on was like, hey, sometimes a blue door, a picture of a blue door is just a picture of a blue door. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> uh, great news. And anyway. then on a Big Bang Theory set, you know, who yeah. knows? <laughs> anyway, well, uh, that's our news and our birthdays. Let's hear a word from our sponsor. All right. Hey, Mark, today's sponsor is Helen's Horrible Horrific Hexes. Come to Helen for all hexing needs. For our passengers, Helen would give you one free hex just for telling her Pop Culture Elevator sent you. That's right. Although, I'm not sure if she's hexing you or giving you the hex to hex others. Let us know. Thank you, Helen's Horrible Horrific Hexes. Thanks. Yay! All right, passengers, we are on to the elevator pitch. If you don't know what the elevator pitch is, I'm going to give Mark three random words, and he's going to tell a uh, make a movie out of these three random words uh, to our producer who's on the elevator, going up or down, 30 seconds. That's what he's got. So, Mark, are you ready for your random words? Yes. <laughs> the words are insistence, regard, flood. This is tough, and I've been watching a lot of ancient aliens, so this might go one way. Okay. Insistence, regard, flood. God, and on top of that, I just watched The Lost City, so there's like really no other way this this, this pitch can go. Just go with it. Just just let it flow, baby. Just let it flow. I'm stroking my pretend mustache because I'm an evil villain. <laughs> I'm just like, gosh. Uh, I'm just trying to think who the character should be. We don't do a lot of female characters. Go female. Oh, that helps. Okay, so we're 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 coming. You know, we're we're in the age of uh, you know global warming and climate change, and we we all maybe we don't all fear this, but you know we all think about like, oh, you know, what if the next ice age came, or you know, Yellowstone went off, and then an ice age or nuclear winter came about, or just a war causing a nuclear winter, right? Uh, but in this case, we're worried about the next big great flood, you know, essentially, you know, New Orleans has scared us enough. A lot of other places flooding has scared us enough. Uh, so uh, our lady, Madam President uh, is like, who are we gonna get? Who are we gonna get to help us solve this crisis? Well, uh, they do their background checks and they're trying to see who they regard as the best qualified person to do this. Well, they end up finding out that this like marine biologist slash archaeologist uh, is the guy, even though like they don't really like go and study great floods or anything like directly. They've had enough experience at these sites to have a combined knowledge to head up this team slash effort. So at the assistance uh, insistence, rather, of our lady president, if we're going to make her a lady, uh, this character has to go and solve, or at least uh, find out a way for us to survive the next great flood. And they're kind of like, no, not an ark, no, not caves, because they'll just get submerged. And she has to come up with a totally different way to do this and so she essentially insists after watching a marvel movie at creating helicarriers for people to board and let the flood just go by underneath them lots of helicarriers thus saving the day that's a lot well the helicarriers a lot of people they can that's true. That's true. but uh but yeah like it's a, a lot again it's a lot like the, a lot of the helicarriers. city and black widow oh yeah exactly yeah. exactly I'd watch it. Just to see, just like in Moonfall, I want to see the Dyson sphere. sphere. Yeah. You know, like I want to see this thing too. I want uh, I, like, I like to see the disaster ramas. Same. It's like 
actually, I regard disaster dramas higher than horror movies because they just bring me so much joy. Well, you know, uh, like to think about the science. Dustin's kick has been just like dumb action flicks lately, and so yeah. it's like at a boy. I didn't know he liked that. Oh yeah, that's just like what his favorite things are now. I say dumb action. They're not dumb, but you know what I mean. Like just like action flicks, just like yeah. Did you turn your brain off action flicks? Michael Bay. Action yeah. Flicks. Boom. Run. It's done. Exactly. Exactly. He like was telling me one of his favorite movies this year is Ambulance, which I haven't seen yet. I haven't seen it either. Thank you, Dustin. I'm gonna check it watch out. Ambulance. Uh, very soon. It's that guy just Dustin. Dustin. How's it going? <laughs> Thank you for listening to Pop Culture Elevator. We love you, passengers. And remember, if you want to contact us, you can reach us at popcultureelevator at gmail.com, Instagram at popcultureelevator, Twitter at PCE Podcast, and our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash popcultureelevator. Thank you again for listening. We will see you next Wednesday.